This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. This morning, Transport Minister Stephen Del Duca outlined a series of tough new rules and penalties that he says will help improve road safety and keep the most vulnerable users, including pedestrians and cyclists, safe. A new offence for careless driving causing death or bodily harm would lead to a licence suspension of up to five years, fines up to $50,000, and up to two years of jail time and six demerit points. Repeat offender distracted drivers would face increased fines of between $500 and $1,000 with an upper limit of up to $3,000 and six demerit points. Over the past five years, more than 450 pedestrians and cyclists have been killed in motor vehicle collisions in Ontario's five biggest cities and on roads patrolled by the OPP. And of course, older pedestrians and cyclists are most likely to die from their injuries and Adding to the heartbreak, families have seen drivers who killed their loved ones get off with a fine of 500 or or $1,000. So we want to hear from you. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Right now, we are going to Yuli who was directly affected. She's a member of Friends and Families for Safe Streets Toronto. And Ryan O'Connor, who is the Interim Executive Director of 880 Cities. Welcome to both of you. Hello? Hello. Thanks for having me. Okay. Uh, let's start with you, uh, Yuli. What is your, first of all, what is your story? How did you experience this? Um, n- I'm involved in Friends and Family for Safe Street because one of my friends, uh, Ji Yong Kang, was uh, struck and killed by a drunk driver in 2015. So that experience um, and my long passion about the safety of uh, especially pedestrians and cyclists uh, promotes me to join force with many other people to found the friends and family for safe streets. Okay, and uh, Ryan, what's your reaction to these measures? Do you think that they will have the desired effect? Well, I think that we we certainly see it as a a step in the right direction. Um, But I think in terms of overall effect, it's just really sort of one... um, piece of the puzzle, I guess, or, or tools that uh, that we need to be using to ensure that, um, you know, we're helping the city reach its vision zero goal of uh, eliminating all pedestrian uh, fatalities on our streets. And so, um, I, you know, we see these new laws as sort of addressing uh, public attitudes. They're helping to uh, show that 
this is unacceptable and needs to be improved. Uh, but it also must be, you know, supported with uh, enforcement and ultimately improving the way we design our streets and our cities so that they are safer for all road users. Mm-hmm. And Yuli, do you think that these type of laws will will do the trick? Um, I totally agree with uh, Brian that uh, this is a piece of the puzzle. Uh, it's certainly a positive step forward as uh, we used to do not have the right legal tool uh, to charge uh, people, um, the courteous driver who caused very grave consequence. And uh, they generally get uh, let go with, uh, you know, just a slap on the wrist. But uh, I also agree that this just is a small piece of the puzzle because uh, if we continue to design our street uh, in a way that just facilitates uh, traffic to go as fast as possible, uh, with the toughest law in the world, uh, we will have people get killed unnecessarily. Just- uh- uh, Ryan was talking about the design of the streets, and, and you're just mentioning speed now, Yuli. Um, I know uh, 880 Cities has for a long time advocated lowering the speed limits inside the city to 30 kilometers an hour uh, on everything, I guess, but but thoroughfares. Uh, Ryan, is, is that right? And do you think, how important is that? Yeah, I think the... the speed reduction is, is another sort of tool that uh, that cities and, uh, you know, our governments need to be using to make streets safer. Um, it's statistically, we know that, uh, you know, when a pedestrian is hit by a car traveling at 30 kilometers an hour, uh, they have a 9 in 10 chance of survival. And then uh, at a car traveling 60 kilometers an hour, it drops down to a 10% chance of surviving. So, uh, so we know that that does have, uh, you know, a direct effect on the safety of our streets and the probability of people losing their lives um, unnecessarily. Uh, but in the same way that this law needs to be supported with design, lower speed limits um, are, are helpful, but, uh, but we also need to be designing our streets in a way that um, forces cars to drive more slowly and for drivers to be more aware of their surroundings as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Yuli, you mentioned that your connection uh, was uh, with a friend who was killed by a drunk driver. Did you think those penalties are stringent enough? Uh, in, th- in that case, because there is a drunk driving and, uh, le- and like fleeing the scene involved, it was criminal case. So it's different from uh, the new legislation is, uh, is covering. Um in that case, it was very outrageous, and I didn't think the penalty was stiff enough. But uh, yeah, it's in a different yeah, it's a different category. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, yes, it is in a, a different category, and and I can just imagine how horrible it is for you know we all know of people whose loved ones were killed, and previously the penalty somebody pays five hundred bucks. I mean, just. Watching that just must make everything so much worse. Yeah, certainly. And uh, that process for the uh, families, uh, friends affected are, you know, basically they become a victim all over again. 
Uh, and um, uh, Ryan was talking about speed limits and design. Uh, what What are your thoughts? What else would you like to see? You? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I uh, I agree that uh, the design and uh, the enforcement and overall it, it's about changing people's perception and uh, you know how people think about driving. Uh, driving is a privilege, it's not a right, and you have to earn the right and prove that you are worthy of, uh, no, pr- earn the privilege and prove you are worthy of the privilege. And secondly, uh, don't just try to get to your destination as fast as possible. Uh, you are operating a potentially very dangerous machine that can put people's lives you know, in danger. So. Be very careful. I think that's the outermost uh, important thing. So uh, I think all the design, all the laws helps, but eventually people have to change how they treat driving. Ryan, would you agree with that? Is there anything else that you think that can be done that would help with this? Uh, no, I mean, I, I really do agree with everything Julie just said as well uh, in terms of driving being, uh, you know, a privilege and needing to be sort of perceived as such. And I think, again, that, uh, you know, any sort of public statement or, um, you know, law that we can pass similar to, say, uh, wanting to adopt a Vision Zero policy or making these uh, penalties stronger really, I think, sends a, a positive uh, message that uh, that we do need to take driving seriously and that motorists do have a very real responsibility to um, to ensure that the most vulnerable road users like pedestrians and cyclists are, are safe when they're on the road. Okay, guys, hang on. Let's take a couple of calls. We've got Dave in Toronto. Hi, Dave. Yeah, how are you, Libby? Fine, how are you? You're on the air. Thank you. Yeah, listen, you know, I don't think the government, the Ontario government, is is going far enough in regards to uh, uh, especially distracted driving. Uh, I've noticed an increase of drivers uh, by way of just walking on the sidewalk. A lot of them are hiding their cell phones uh, in between their legs, and they're also hiding their – so that – they assume no one's going to look in and see those uh, cell phones being used. So they hold them down, they turn up the volume, and that's what I see more often than ever. So I think the uh, fines have to be increased somehow. I think there has to be more emphasis on education. And I think the third time that these people get busted while talking on the cell phone, their phones should be seized, and then that they have to go to a local police station uh, to explain why their phones should be given back or to watch some type of... Uh, uh, film in regards to road safety. It, it's a me, me, me generation out there of people that are totally selfish. They don't care about the courtesy of their own behavior towards other fellow drivers. They're going to do this regardless, and they're going to try to get creative uh, by hiding the fact that they're going to uh, still talk on the phone. Now, in regards to that, I have another beef with the. I, I think that uh, I have questions regarding the bicycle uh, behavior in Toronto now. Yeah, well, yeah, the, we're we're going to get to the bicycle in the next uh, segment. Yeah. Uh, just um, uh, you know, the 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 distracted driver fines are also going up for yeah. repeat offenders, and that's um, increased fines of of five hundred to a thousand, with an upper limit of three thousand yeah. uh, dollars. I think that might be a deterrent well, uh, <laughs> well this this is going to be this is going to remain to be seen uh, again i say that uh, uh, most of these people who continue to do this to uh, you know 
to to disobey the laws of of of, of courtesy in our province or have a criminal selfish attitude they're going to continue until the government gets cracks down on this and has some type of confiscation policy in regards to taking those phones away the third or the second time you cut and i think the fine should be increased first time by fifteen hundred dollars most often these people are aware that the law exists they're, they're still going to continue to try that. I, I, I don't know. Um, anyway, Dave, I'm going to let the guys respond. I don't know um, if if the government can take your phone. I don't know what would stop you from getting another one. But um, it's an idea. And yeah. let's uh, get some feedback on it. Thank you for your call. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Um, uh, Ryan, what do you think of that idea? Yeah, I mean, I think I think what the the comment really gets to um, is the the challenge of enforcing these types of laws, and I think that's exactly why um, that it really can only be seen as as one um, one part of the overall solution, uh, because it's true that you know you can you can increase penalties, but um, without proper enforcement, uh, they sort of lose their their teeth and their ability to really influence uh, safer behavior. So, yeah, I think I think uh, Dave's concern is, is very well-founded, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see why he feels that way, but I, I, I can just see a minefield trying to take people's phones unless there's a subpoena involved. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, legally, that that would certainly be tricky. But, um, but yeah, I can definitely understand the, uh, the concern about it. Yeah. And Yuli, do you have anything to say on that? Um, I agree with uh, this concern, and yeah, I, I think it will be tricky to take people's phone away, and uh, I'm not quite sure if that's going to be very effective either. But uh, uh, I think uh, one important uh, point he made was about the education. I would like to see like repeated offender gets their license suspended, and they have to take uh, education, take courses, and retest for their license. To, to get their privilege of driving back because by getting caught multiple times for distracted driving, you basically have proven that you are not fit for driving. So you now need to prove that you have changed and you you have, you have can earn your privilege back. Okay, yeah, that's a suggestion. Now let's go to Delati in Hamilton. Hello. Hi, Libby. Uh, I'm in my 80s. Yep. I'm a pedestrian. Yep. Uh, I stopped driving a couple of years ago. Okay. But I think that there should be penalties against pedestrians. I watch people starting across the street before they should, and when they get hit, the driver of the car is blamed. There should be stiffer penalties against pedestrians as well. The government has not gone far enough. They've not thought it through. Well, you know what? Even if the pedestrian is, is at fault, no one driving a car wants to hit a pedestrian. And I don't know what you can do, but some of it is nutty. On my way into work just this morning, okay, there's a four-way stop. Nobody's driving fast. It's not a big deal. But there was one guy crossing the street with headphones in his ears. He was looking down. He did not look up for five seconds while crossing a four-way stop with cars going in every direction. I honked at him. He didn't look up. I mean... You know, come on, come on. The government has got to come down on pedestrians as well. Okay. I watch them constantly walking out on the street when they shouldn't be. 
Okay. No wonder they get hit. I mean, I feel badly when they get hit, but for husband's sake, pay attention. Okay. Thanks, Delotti. Um Ryan, are are we are we wrong to uh, put any onus on pedestrians? I mean, I think uh, that, of course, you know, everyone does have a responsibility to to um, you know act safely uh, and within the laws uh, when they're on the road. But I think it ultimately comes down of uh, to who is most vulnerable and who can cause most risk. Uh, and in that case, you know, obviously motorists do have the bulk of the responsibility because uh, of how much damage they can cause. Um, so, so just to say that, you know, I can understand the, the frustration as well. Uh, and, you know, there are fines for jaywalking and things like that already. Um, and, you know, I think the urgency is really to be put on the, the side of, of motorists. And, and so I think that, you know, our focus on that is, is better placed if we really want to improve safety. Yeah, well, I you know, I, I have to agree with that. But I just wish pedestrians, you know, watch where you're going. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, look both ways. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, uh, Bob in Etobicoke. Hi, Bob. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? Yeah, um, One of the things that the government could do, I don't know whether you're aware of it, but um, the one time if you were impaired, your insurance didn't cover you. So the government changed that. But maybe it should be that the government uh, forces the insurance companies to pay, but not the full amount. So somebody who may be impaired or distracted driving, talking on their cell phone, would not have full coverage in the event of an accident. Well, they get when you get demerit points, that affects your insurance. I don't know the exact. Your your insurance goes up, but if you have an accident, they still have to pay the full amount. But say you get sued for two million dollars, the insurance company pays that. If you get sued for two million dollars and they were only responsible for sixty percent, you could lose your house. It may make you think about before you drunk, you're drinking and driving. The other thing is people, and I just heard two people on the radio right there saying that the um, driving is a privilege. It's not. It's a right. You can lose your right, but you do have a right to drive, providing that you abide by every rule, and you can lose the right. And losing the right by distracted driving, drinking and driving, you lose your right. But don't ever let anybody ever tell you that it is only a privilege to drive. It isn't. It's an absolute right. Providing you qualify, pass the test, obey, abide by the rules. Okay. That's what they say. Okay. Okay, Bob. Thanks for that. Bye-bye. Okay, we're going to try to take uh, one more here. Uh, Carol in Toronto, we only have a few seconds left in this segment. How are you? I am fine, Libby. I mean, I just wanted to bring to notes of something that almost happened to me yesterday. I could have been dead. The other driver could have been dead, and so could a pedestrian. As I was approaching an intersection, I was going at 40 kilometers because I had just passed the school, and I was approaching an intersection where the light was green. My light was green, so the, the crossroad was red. And the driver came, slowed down probably, and went right through and made a right turn. The pedestrian had crossed before I had gotten there. And um, and just kept on going. I couldn't believe it. I slammed on my brakes. I swerved to avoid hitting her. It would have been a hell of a smash-up. And I, I just couldn't understand it. I, I was totally blown by this. You know, blatantly making a right turn, a red light, and saw a driver coming 
through the intersection on a green light. Um, as a caveat to this, quickly, I would just mention to you, I've just driven across Canada 3,000 miles to Alberta and 3,000 miles back. I didn't see a single accident, but I did see a lot of courteous drivers. And the minute I crossed back into Ontario, the madness started. Passing on the double yellow line, four or five cars in a row. I, I, just, I just don't understand it. I just never will. Okay, well, thanks for sharing your story, Carol. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, um, that is all the time uh, we have for this segment. Uh, Many thanks to our guests, Ryan O'Connor, Interim Executive Director of 880 Cities, and Yuli of Safe Streets Toronto. Uh, Gentlemen, thanks so much for being with us. Thank Thank you for having me. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.